banyak buat yang lagi tuning in seperti yang mungkin kalian tahu podcast ini intentionnya adalah untuk memberikan inspirasi melalui cerita, melalui tips mengenai bagaimana caranya kita bisa meningkatkan well-being kita nah hari ini aku benar-benar bersyukur banget bisa kedatangan tamu yang sangat spesial, tamu ini adalah mentorku, guruku ialah Lisa Samadikun Memperkenalkan Lisa lebih lanjut, Lisa is a wellness coach and happiness speaker, devoted yoga practice for the last 15 years. She is a certified in teaching Bikram, kids, senior and prenatal yoga. Keren banget, banyak banget pun. Baru, <laughs> she was a formerly a banker for 20 years. She is also active in sharing her happy and healthy tips through movement, performing art, dance and fitness. After recovering from autoimmune disease and having her second life back in 2012 or eight years ago, she believes in life balance or life integration, healing through breathing and mindful living. She is currently giving back to the community through sharing about how to live life at the fullest with passion through her quote, happiness is wellness workshop that will guide you to find your pursuit of happiness and sharings to her books, Teruntuk Bahagia or at teruntuk.bahagia. We'll put that in the description below. And you can also find her sharings on happy things on YouTube. So you can search for, quote, female happy tips. And that's in cooperation with 979 Female Radio. Now, Lisa is also a co-founder of yoga studios Anika Indonesia and Jeda Wellness. So thank you so much, and without further ado, welcoming Bunda Lisa Samadikun. Hi! Hi, Tamara! <laughs> so happy to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. You know, this is such a joy seeing you having your podcast, and then I'm, you know, one of the list that being invited. I'm such an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bunda. I will be here without many of the guidance throughout the years dari pembicaraan kita. In depth, saat ketemu langsung through your classes atau juga dari dengerin you speak publicly and your social media sharings almost every day something happy or mindful is reminded from your Instagram stories and feed it really impacts my day gitu kadang kalau lagi ngerasa suntuk atau apa lagi biasa scrolling Instagram mindlessly terus ngelihat puasan bunda aku langsung kayak oke okay, breathe <laughs> be happy <laughs> Thank you. Back to the Zen. Back to the Zen. Iya. <laughs> yeah. Nah, hari ini akan ngobrolin tentang happiness dan ini benar-benar suatu area expertise Bunda Lisa dan aku benar-benar merasa sebuah kehormatan ya bisa ngobrolin lagi secara langsung tentang happiness karena saat ini benar-benar relevan gitu lagi masa pandemi kita lagi banyak di dalam rumah mungkin biasanya kita happy-happy di luar, tapi sekarang mungkin banyak yang terenggut gitu dari kita. Jadi mungkin untuk memulai podcast ini, aku penasaran, pengen nanya ke Bunda Lisa, sebenarnya bahagia itu apa sih? How would you explain what happiness is hmm. for you? Thank you, Samara. Uh, before, congratulations for your achievement in the master degree. I think after your journey, and then it's such a joy juga melihat uh, perkembangannya Samara, and then all the struggles, all the up and downs in life, and then what most important thing, that you were there, experience, and then feel all the senses. 
So you ask about happiness. Happiness is actually part of the emotions that comes up. So itu kalau di bahasa Indonesia mungkin uh, masalah rasa. Ya, jadi rasa yang memang ditimbulkan ketika kita dalam keadaan yang memang uh, banyak sekali kan pengertian uh, happiness di kosakata atau arti-arti di kamus. Kalau mau dilihat ada yang joyful, blissful, grateful is very broad. Ya, yeah, but happiness comes when I think that you are somewhere in the place that's really we call it on the zone. <laughs> zone dalam arti that you can go with all the flows and then do the things that you love and then love the things that you do. And that becomes the basic of oh, why you keep survive. But I think through all the journeys of finding happiness, which is I'm until now actually still finding the real meanings of happiness because every day we learn something. But I think that every day there is an experience that came to us is actually part of uh, his the highest sources presence yeah in our life to to acknowledge the ones that I mentioned about feelings yeah quote unquote because in our busy days usually we are very rushed we tend to be very you know fast in doing things right and sometimes we forget to stop sit listen breathe and then feel so we lost all the feelings So my happiness journey is actually finding the real meanings of what exactly that I feel at this point of time in my life experience and try to transform it into uh, manifestations of something that's actually become my philosophy of life. And not necessarily that being happy or happiness is actually that you are always joyful, but you accept the situations in your life and not part of the journey through ups and downs it makes me who you are today uh, with those acceptance periods so i think such a long <laughs> descriptions about happiness but happiness is just you know being here uh, grateful and content in my experience i think everybody will have their own uh, understanding about happiness through their own stories mm-hmm. okay that's for me thank you It's such an eye-opening explanation. Thank you so much for that. Because when I think of happiness, or maybe some misconceptions about happiness, it's something that can be given by material or the presence of someone or the ownership of something, status. And I thought that happiness is just a positive feeling. But from my understanding of what you were experiencing, it's just being in the moment with what you're feeling. And accepting it and content, and that is another level that I would love to explore more. How how can we take away, for example, the misconceptions of externals making us happy? Because that's maybe the first level understanding yeah. of happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good question <clears throat> because it seems people understand happiness is part when you are having a uh, very short moments talking with friends meeting up and then material things yeah or travels uh on this such a time pandemic we can't go anywhere and suddenly we, we feel that we lost our source of happiness yeah and i think that becomes uh all the misconceptions that we learn about the happiness uh for example people said that you should be happy all the time despite everything that happens to you. I think that's one of the misconceptions. As I said before, can't be happy unless we understand 
uh, and acknowledge the feelings that comes when we are on the low conditions. So sadness, uh, tears is actually part of our happy journeys. Um, even sickness also is part of our happy journeys because uh, if we never feel uh, sick, we never appreciate the health, right? On the other part, when we never feel sad, we never appreciate uh, the happy moments or joyful moments. So on on our life situations, I think we are tend to to label to label the situation, and then we choose which part that actually connect to us, and then we tend to be very comfort in that practical you know situation. Um, being happy also um, be brave coming out from your comfort zones and then experience everything. It's like when someone asks you, uh, Samara, have you seen this movie? And then you said, no, I want, um, I haven't, okay. And I don't want to watch it. Why? Because people tell me that it's a very bad movie. Right? I mean, whether it's going to be bad or not, I think you're the one that should be having that experience moment by watching it and then feel it. Because uh, the tendency of people that accepting the level of happiness is always different. So one of the misconceptions actually that that's the first examples. And then second, probably people said, I mean, we need money. Okay, <laughs> money makes us happiness. <laughs> I have in the situations where, yes, I agree with that. In some point that we 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 need money to fulfill our needs, right? But Money also can backfire us in, in certain points of time. I remember about 20, 20 or 30, 20 or 30 years ago, maybe when I, started, when I was started as a banker, that was 97, 20 something years, 20 something years. I think my first salary was actually equal to 100 US dollars now time. I think about 1.5, yeah, more or less take home pay, yeah the uh, cup with the transport and everything but on those times actually enough and content right and then the more that you got your grade uh and then you 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 got your hired uh positions and then you got your salary hired i have an experience where i invest for my future with money right and then i make some investment funding here and then there and then do some of the you know calculations of my future for my kids but there is some points when i collect all those monies and material things like cars houses or bags that i love to buy right i got sick and then it's just like an instant those years of experience and those years of collecting monies <laughs> i have to swap it and then I have to, I have to cash it to buy my health, mm -hmm. just like that. So I felt that you know, in some way, money yeah, we need it. But in some points where you feel that there always be something that's not enough for us, that's when our greedy comes, and then where it comes, all the negativities coming into our missions in our life that become more you know misconcept and. I was in a position also where probably comparing to now, I don't have as much as I've got when I was 
you know, I used to be a banker comparing to now, right? Especially now when you own a studio and then the pandemic situations and then the studio has to close, right? And I cannot run the classes and then we cannot, you know, you know, we don't have the incomes as much as like a year ago probably, yeah? But then somehow there's a feeling that you feel content in terms that what you are doing now is actually coming in the present moment and then try to deal with it. So I may not have money as much as I have before, but then there is some other things that I get outside that money that is actually make my life is more uh, fulfilled, meaningful, and content. I think that's one of the two misconceptions uh, that I, I I found during my experience in finding the happiness. And one last thing, probably I, one of the examples, um, probably like you know, it's it's good when when you have a lot of choices in your life, right? Some people doesn't have any choices at all, right? And some people that actually live, uh, I call it matis lagi hidup. They died while they're living because they feel that they don't have a choices in their life. On the other part, there are some people that are actually having a misconception, but you have lots of, I have a lot of options in my life and I can choose it. I mean, I can be whatever what I want. But then having lots of options also can miss concepts about the meanings of happiness because too much of everything also is not good, you know, as you ever heard before. And uh, in my 50, this year is going to be 51 or, you know, after my, my, my sickness and then eight years ago, I was sick and then getting my second life. So um, I'm actually only eight years now. I think I learned that um, just live content and then be here, be grateful, be happy, uh, be content with your life, and then you just live your life to the fullest uh, until your last breath, and then serve your purpose, which is, you know, everyone will find their own way to find their own purpose in your life, like you now finding your own way, you, you know, on the road of finding your own purpose, Tamara, which is probably you see it from your mentors, probably your teachers, but in there is a time where you have to decide it you know this is my path and i have to decide what i want to do that gives joy joyful in my life and then uh serve my purpose in this life that's it <laughs> thank you so much for just explaining everything in such a inspiring way while i was listening to you at some moments i literally had goosebumps because there's just real truth from yeah. understanding the misconception because as you said about, we tend to desire things and we think that money will probably solve all the problems and make us happy and give us more choices. But sometimes there is this true up until a level. I think I've actually read a research about that. Like you can have a certain amount of money and then after that, it doesn't really matter how much more money you have because it fulfills your basic yeah. needs and your wants. And that's interesting because before that, I didn't know that concept at all. And I thought, oh, if I have money, I can, I can do much more better things and I'd feel alive without stress. But sometimes people who do get and try to find more money also get stressed in their way. So I really appreciate you also being very vulnerable and courageous with your story because it's such an inspiring, not even a story, it's just a, such an inspiring life that you lead. <laughs> you shifted a certain maybe a misconception in the previous life and here now in your second life which is why I think you look so young woman 
<laughs> you're not 50. But <laughs> you, you, you look much younger. But um, what I'm, I was meant to say is that that is very, very true that we have to shift our misconceptions um, of happiness. And maybe I'll let you continue with asking, why is it important to shift our understanding about happiness from externals to maybe something else? Um, as you said before, maybe just accepting our feelings at the present moment. Yeah. Well, I think um, in my experience, I lived a lot in my past and then I live a lot in my future. That was my first life, right? And I even calculated once upon a time that in 24 hours, how much time that you spend for your for your present time. Like if you have 24 hours, Samara, and then say that you have a very good sleep for eight hours, right? So 24 minus eight, that's probably, you know, rest of 14 days, 10 hours or eight hours. And then somehow you just realize that you only have four hours left. <laughs> yeah, four hours left from, you know, sleeping, working, right? And from those four hours, you even, you know, spend it to 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 look too far to the future or probably look too far to the past, right? Like, you know, I used to, you know, my husband used to send me a letter, you know, and somehow I declutter my rooms and then I found his letters. And then there was a time when I was opening those letters, I was supposed to burn it and then, you know, but then I read it. And then, you know, you got the feelings of, you know, how come they never, you know, wrote me these letters again, right? And it's still so good. Then, then three hours I spent it to read all those letters. And then I realized that I only have one hour left to do the things that I have to do on this present time. <laughs> so um, that most of us actually, you know, uh, doing it. And we learn also about multitasking. Yeah, while probably we are here, probably I think half of our mind somehow goes into somewhere else, right? And then uh, I used to do that when I was working, my body was there, but my mind was just flying somewhere, thinking about my kids, or probably thinking about the past experience, or probably my old banking system is different with the, you know, present times, or probably I have forgot to ask my driver to pick up the food, so. Somehow your life is just like a scramble here and there, and I can't focus. So I think it's really necessary to find the roots of happiness according to your own life experience. And then in my sources, it's like in, in my in my even experience felt that I I used to find it someone else or probably something else, and I forgot that I have. Of basic ingredients, I call it like you know the the ingredients of happiness, which is actually I learned it from the person of happiness. You can you can share it also after this, um, where you all that you need to do is actually realize that you have a seven things in your life which is within you that you can uh, that you can uh, acknowledge. So the first one is actually that you have relationships. You acknowledge that you have a relationship. That's a very real basic of being happy and content. And most of my students or clients ask, yeah, but, you know, I'm not married and I decided not to marry. I mean, relationship is not about being married or spouse. Relationship is about that you 
having your life meaningful to someone else and then that can be um you know parents sons brothers sisters and even they deny it with saying you know i'm i'm living alone i don't have anyone else in my life i don't have any family i live alone right and then the next thing of relationships you have probably a pet you can make a relationship with your pet right so i mean i have three dogs i have to adopt a cat and now i have my plants all you know all the living breeding is actually sources of relationship that you can manage that you can talk that you can groom right and then still one of two still saying that i don't like pets i don't like plants i don't like everything they actually live and um i told them you know you're making a relationship with something that is actually probably having a meaningful in your life so i have a you know i have a small teddy bear mm-hmm. i usually show it to to my classes and those teddy bears is actually belongs to my son my son the first one is actually 22 now and the other one is uh turning 15 this year but those little teddy bears uh they used to hold it every time they went when they were toddlers right but then when they got bigger you know they just like throw away a little bit but then they said to to me uh bunda mom you can bring this teddy bear everywhere you go right so because this actually represent us so whenever that you travel and then do webinar or you do you do coaching you do uh right right you can bring this teddy bears to represent us i know that it's not really good to have an attachment with one thing right but at this point of time i realized that you know half of this teddy bears soul is actually belongs to my kid because it smell like them it tastes like them then i think that he saw everything in 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 the way that i grow them So I always bring this teddy bear if I'm making a relationship and the moment that I realize that I have a relationship with my teddy bear like maybe you raise a barbie doll right then you know that mm, I'm taking care of this teddy bear meaning I'm also taking care of my kids so I have such a good uh meaningful experience and last but not least I always said that if you don't have a doll if you don't have something that you can you know uh learn from it if you don't have uh family to make a relationship you always have yourself you can always go to the mirror and then see and then you start making a relationship and fix those relationships with yourself some of the people like my students i used to teach bikram yoga and then, you know uh, we used to see our reflections as part of our you know uh, self reflections as well and some of them say i hate myself even i can't see myself in the mirror right and then probably the first thing that you have to start if you want to be happy you just start thinking and start making a relationship again and then build that feelings that you have for your own right and then if you if you say that you always be alone you know you never be alone because you know there are always the highest forces in this universe that stay with you right and i believe and i'm a muslim and i believe that allah is actually always see me and then uh having his presence and then through all different religions also have the highest forces that actually stay with their journeys in this life so first if you have relationships in fact that your life is actually quite grateful content and happy and people that is actually understanding and acknowledge that have a content life and then they don't find some 
someone else or anything else because they know that their purpose in this life is actually quite fulfilled by being here and making a relationship with all the well-being. So that's only one. In fact, I have uh, seven sources. The second one is actually if you do act of kindness, Samara. Whenever that you, you're doing good things, like you're randomly, you just like pick up uh, an old lady that's having a shopping bag that's large and you can help her. And uh, on the zebra cross that you just, you know, take care of uh, the blind people, go across the street, just without, ever, you know, with no reason at all. And the moment that you're doing the kindness, I think it just also gives uh, such a fulfillment in your heart, right? Your heart is blooming and then you know that your presence is actually give a meaning to someone else. And I think that makes people also feel happy, grateful, and content by being there at this point of time. So if you have a relationship and then if you're doing act of kindness, I think your life should be happy and joyful enough. But some of people probably still, you know, I'm making a relationship already, but I haven't satisfied those relationships. I'm doing a lot of kindness, but I still don't know the meanings, right? Uh, the third one is actually that you need to find your own sources of spiritual engagement and find the meanings. So every spiritual religions always teach us that you need to know the intentions. Whenever that you want to do something, you need to know the intentions. And then if the intentions is actually based off on the kindness that you do good things and then act good things, talk good things, and then the intentions because you're doing it as you know, you are the extensions of the you know higher sources then you also fulfill your duties in this life. And that makes us feel very content as well. One, having a relationship, and then those having relationships that doing act of kindness, random act of kindness, and then they know what spiritual meanings and the engagement and behind that they understand. Uh, the fourth one is actually if you doing the uh, regular, as regular exercise in terms of physical and mental. So in my previous life, I was very healthy actually, because I danced since I was five years old. I know about the diet conditions, raised up as a dancer, and then you become an aerobic instructor, and that's, you know, those times, right? And I think that I fulfill my duty to maintain my physical body. Uh, and through all the journeys, um, uh, I think I know lots about being health, mm. right? But why I didn't maintain at that time is actually uh, the mental health that goes inside my heart. Okay, physique, you can easily see by, you know, probably tone the body or you lose weight or six pack. But that there is something inside that's actually, you know, hidden. And somehow... You, you you just disregard all the feelings. If you feel that you're physically is actually feeling like you're you're having a stomach pain, probably you have your shoulders feel like very stiff, right? It's actually a part of your emotional unstable that's going on, but you just neglect it at that time. I didn't realize. So through all the journeys and I realized that if you want to have a physical body that's healthy you also need to maintain your mental health 
uh, on the same time. So during the balancing things in terms of mind, body, and soul, it's actually very uh, needed and much needed at this, at this point of time, especially. Um, and I relearned. I just I just read about Austin Toffler's books there. So she mentions about uh, every day that you have to learn and unlearn and relearn, mm. right? To 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 be ready on this big change management concepts on this situation. So you are ready in any kind of situation. So uh, the understanding of happy, uh, happiness through maintaining my health at that time, I tried to unlearn it and then relearn again eight years ago. And I found that there's a lot of factors to maintain our physical bodies, not only by doing the exercise. I know exercise, but probably at that time, I forgot about nurture, uh, eating the good food, sleep well, right? Uh, I didn't get enough sleep at that time. I never see uh, sunrise because I always slept late and then I woke up late. I never had a chance to see the sunrise. Besides, also I hate at that time when my, my skin got so tan. Now I don't care anymore because I always have that uh, sun bathing time for the last eight years. And there are a lot of things going on in my mind at that time. And I didn't realize that a lot of, uh, um, you know, that bibit or uh, the source of happiness, like relationship, effort, kindness, maintaining the spiritual engagement, uh, and then the physical and mental health, it actually comes from our choice, come, come from within. And there's only four from them. The other three is actually, you need to have a mindfulness. That's where I learned so much about being mindful eight years ago. I know about mindful and movement. 15 years ago, I learned about yoga or probably I went into gym. But before I went into yoga classes or to the gym, because I have to do it. It's 12 o'clock. I have to do gym. I have to do bike. I have in the morning. I miss my jogging. I miss my running. I, I, I did it because I have to, right? It's not that I did it because I know that the exercise is actually my balancing, my source of uh, lowering my stress level. So the intention is actually missing out in those point of time. So the last eight years, I learned so much about being mindful and relearned about being mindful and find the real meanings about what is mindful actually by being here and now and experience. Now I understand more. Every time if I had uh, chances to roll on my mat, I know that that's going to be my passion to coming back to myself and recharge. Because I know that on the other 23 hours, I will be serving people probably, right? But then if I had my one hour time doing, doing my yoga or meditation or mindful reading or me time or self-care, I know that I'm recharging myself. So I know that I can be ready to serve other people. So that is the fifth one. So still remember, if you have relationships, you have... Uh, you're doing act of kindness. The third one is actually you maintain your spiritual and find the meaning, right? The fourth one is actually that you maintain your physical and mental health. The fifth one is actually you are in a mindful uh, here and now to have those positive engagement in your life. The last two, the last two is actually very um, interesting. 
because you can be happy. And I learned this from one of the professors called Martin Seligman. Uh, he's, I think, a positive psychologist professor that's still teaching now. Uh, I read about his book, and then he mentions about that you need to find your own strength, and then you use that strength to 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 fulfill your future in life. So you choose your strength. Like Samara now know that through the podcast is actually your strength. You you love talking people, and then you love to, you know, uh, dig down the experience from other people, and then you reshare it with others. That becomes your strength. And that strength that you share now has become a virtue that helps a lot of people, that you fulfill your strength to make benefit of other people. If you know that your strength can be the virtue, I think that becomes your source of happiness that's coming from you. And the seven, and I think that's coming from the last part, uh, if you are on those zones, I shared this earlier in the first that when we talked when you are on the zone, when you are in the flow zone, that you are there doing the things that you love and loving the things that you do, and you didn't even realize the three days that you are writing books already or probably <laughs> redrafting something, you are in the zone, in the zone of happiness. <laughs> if you have that moment, I think that that fulfills the contentment of happiness. That's, that's seven things that I try to share during my happiness workshops because I learned it also from the pursuit of happiness. Uh, and you can also learn from that uh, site. Then I think happiness will be, you know, will be your purpose only if you give it to other people. Thank you so much. Honestly, I've never really thought about happiness in the way that you described it. The whole seven things is like something that I want to start learning and deep dive one by one. And thank you so much for just explaining in such great details and, and great example. And I'm wondering if this seven things are in within your book, Runtuk Bahagia, or no. you learn? Oh, no, because it's, uh, it's actually I learned it through, uh, I can give you the link because everyone can also learn and then get the certification. Uh, it's really nice because it's learned, uh, it's taught us also about the history of happiness, uh, as well as how you found uh, the real meaning of happiness. But then there are also a lot of platforms worldwide that actually uh, research about this. There are a lot of things like WUHASU, World Happiness Summit, or probably also in UK, there's some actions for happiness. And I'm sure also in uh, Netherlands, also, you have lots of uh, platforms that can, you know, share uh, about how we can live our meaningful life through self-acceptance and as well as the happiness and joyful moment. Thank you so much for the resources. I'll try to make sure to put it in the description so everyone who is listening can also learn about it more if it's something that you're interested in. And I really love this conversation. One of the seven things is something that honestly, I know a little bit about a few things. Like it makes sense when you yeah. explain it, but I think it's different when you have the intention to deliberately do it and try to incorporate it in your day-to-day -day basis yeah. because it makes sense. Yeah. Like you do all of that, you do become happy or if you do even a little bit of, of each it becomes happy you become happier or a happier person because you know a person who's happy you know their smile and their face looks different um like i'm looking at you now and you're smiling really wide and it just makes me happy to see you smile so 
so things like that and um that's really really mind-blowing because it's it's so simple to to self-accept and to love ourselves because i think also in order for us to learn to be happy from within it takes mm-hmm. wanting to love ourselves and finding that importance because now if i talk to my friends sometimes there's this trouble of trying to find self-love and self-acceptance and when you're too much in your head as you explained earlier too much in the past too much in the future and you're not present at the very moment then everything can go a bit biased and a bit everywhere so thank you so much for sharing that seven thing i'll try to make a little summary so everyone can also see it in the description thank you self-care and self-acceptance is the hardest part samara i think i'm still learning also about the seven habits um but you know every day is a learning part and every day we are still breathing i think we have we have to get a chance to learn right so please do not also you know uh disappointed if you don't feel that you you still can get it right because the journey of each individual will be different the stage the length right the understanding so just enjoy as much um i think one of the feels of i forgot it's not about being on top of the mountain but it's how to climb is actually the most important thing right so each of the process like why probably you love yoga now is not about you're touching the toes but is the way down that you learn how to you know accept all the uh imperfections in your body and then each progress every day that 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 value actually <laughs> that's self acceptance yeah, i think especially you're reminding that yoga is the hour that we are coming inwards and then really spending time for ourselves to recharge that is such a yes. great analogy to remember because we always want our phone to be charged but sometimes we forget that we also need to be charged and usually we are always present for other yeah. um on our waking hours we work we have family we have responsibilities but yes. in order for yeah. us to do that we have to recharge and yeah. probably it's not yeah. you for you who are listening but um it can be anything and you you know best on how to discover it so i hope with this really great um conversation and sharing by Buna Lisa that you find your recharge and your happiness in this journey that's true yes because self-care i always said i'm just finished 30 days self-care september if you follow my instagram and i follow it also from action for happiness because they make a team every single day and you know samara i feel you know i feel so great after you finished it the 30 days because every single day from the first date uh, in september i just spent a time for me not necessarily it has to be one full day right it's not like such a wasting time no you just spend even 5 minutes 10 minutes but you just do one thing one one topic those days and i realize you know yesterday right the last day 30 of september i just posted i feel great to be able to stop to listen feel breathe and then starting to have those recharging excitement again about this life and it's like i'm ready now <laughs> what do you want in this life right i'm just ready because i've been recharged it's like my battery has been off for a while and then i uh, have a 100% uh, full battery now 
that's the power okay. is to come back. <laughs> it feels so good. Try it. Try it. And it doesn't have to be like five hours. Spend time in the spa. No, it's just like a very short. Like probably learn how to say no uh, on day 15, right? It's really, really nice. And it's difficult. <laughs> but then when you try it and then it makes you feel good, then you acknowledge yourself. Mm-hmm. And it makes you happy. Thank you so much. Probably for our listeners can also head up to the um, Instagram of Bunda Lisa. Later we'll put the description to also see the self-care of September. I also just like one of the pictures. Today was the last day. So thank you for that inspiration. <laughs> thank you. This inspiration. Maybe Bunda before... Um, we finish off this podcast. I would love to talk to you more, but maybe could you kindly give a practical input for our friends or who are listening? What one thing they can do when after they're listening to this podcast, how can they start to find more happiness from within their themselves? Okay, I think um, through in my experience, I learned so much that there's one practical tool that can help you finding your own happiness. First is actually you always back from the futures or from the past, which is coming back to present times by using your uh, greatest sources, which is your breathing. In my illness, even the doctor said at that time that, Lisa, do you know that uh, every healing starts from a single breathing. So the moment that you realize and acknowledge that you are having your awareness with your breathing, that you're starting your healing journey. So one of the practical tips that I want to share with the audience now is actually, as long as you still remember that you're breathing, use that as your source of happiness. Because if you don't breathe, you know, you're not living, right? <laughs> you stop breathing and meaning you're dead. And then the next question you don't ask how long that you are, you're going to be breathing or how long that you're going to be living, right? We don't know the answers, but you do know how to spend your life, right? Mm. I'm, you wake up in the morning, you don't know how much longer time that you have in this life, so that becomes a secret. But you do know how to spend it by doing the good things, talk the good things, act the good things, and then think the good things because your mind, body, and soul having one frequency, talking the same language about kindness and good things is actually uh, already make you feel content and you know that you have a meaningful life. Okay, so my message in bahasa is actually hiduplah selagi masih hidup jangan mati selagi masih hidup right so as long as you're still alive try to live with it and then live your life to the fullest maybe that's the translation because most of us is actually now feeling anxiety lonely sad and then they felt that I'd rather be dead now and that's that's not the message here as long as you still live you know that you understand that everybody has their own purpose in this life and try to find it by try to live and survive, right? Your own happiness coming from within and you know there's a lot of, you know, sources of information, but only you that know exactly who you are and finding your own path and then live your true life 
by doing the purpose in your life. Just find it. All right. Thank you so much. That's one of the most beautiful wisdoms that I've, I've heard in person. And it's really going to stick. Definitely. Thank you so much, Muna Lisa, for sharing your light, for sharing um, thank you. your journey. It is a genuine pleasure to listen to your story and to talk to you again. And maybe for our listeners who would like to follow you on your work and your book, can you please um, tell us a little bit about where our listeners can find you after this episode? Yes, uh, my Instagram is at Lisa Samadikun, L-I-S-A-S-A-M-A-D-I-K-U-N. Uh, and my book is actually in Bahasa, so it's at teruntuk.bahagia. So teruntuk bahagia meaning translation in English is actually dear happiness. It's like we always, you know, find happiness like we are trying to write those letters. Where are you, happiness? So dear happiness, where are you? So that's the meaning of teruntuk bahagia. <laughs> coming from the experience in my life those two or probably you can find my activities in my studio which is at jeda.wellness or uh, .anika indonesia samara also can share it later during the link yeah yes i will i will i have great affinity and love with uh, jeda wellness i think it's such a great thing that you are in you and your friends and the many mentors there or are creating the place to pause because jeda means pause right and oh yes and to remember to pause because in the city life and the busy life sometimes we forget yes. to pause yeah we, yeah we see within we're mindful and then we learn to accept our feelings and maybe that is how you'll find happiness today so thank you yes, so much. i think it's meant to be it's meant to be finally that we are circle there because we try to make jeda as a place where people can learn change their habit that turns into the lifestyle through learning about nutrition, movement, self-healing, emotional healing, Ayurveda, and all the holistic wellness. So just visit us on our website so you can see what we are doing there. And then um, I'm so grateful that it does help a lot of people, institutions, also corporations during this working from home time. And we have a lot of uh, models that actually coming from webinars that can help us in managing our mental health as well. So check it out. I'll put a link for the website of Jida in the description. If everyone who wants to check it out, just have a quick quick. Okay. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Bunda. Thank you. My pleasure, Samara. I can't wait to see you again. Probably after this, whatever. And either I'm visiting you or probably you're coming back here, right? <laughs> And then fulfill the duty of mindfulness journey. Thank you. Thank you, Muna. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being in this journey with me from one of the starts till now. Thank you so much, everyone who has been listening and has been tuning in. I hope that this episode has inspired you to see your happiness in a different light. And I hope that you find it and discover it in this journey of happiness within yourself. And if you find that this episode is something that has helped you, please kindly share it to your loved ones, anyone who believe that they need a little bit more happiness in their lives. And don't forget to follow this podcast to tune in to more well-being tips in the future. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you, Samara. Namaste. Bye.